from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. Senior. Dimly lit room, Friday, deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. Hey, everybody, today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. You know, it's almost got to be Kamala Harris. Just because it's Friday, and I see we have an entire section of our sound clips labeled, Kamala is an idiot. <laughs> well, that's not that's uncharitable. uncharitable at all. And during this, the January season, we had promised to bring people together in our inaugural address. Now look at us. <laughs> well said, sir. Mm. Friday. Woo! Finally Friday. Yeah! High five. TGIF. Woo! Chest bump. <laughs> this is the new Jack. He's going to join in that sort of thing. Yes, the new me appreciates that sort of thing. Exactly. Bottom. Here's the big finish. We have breaking news, by the way. Breaking news. Oh, my golly. This is exciting. Ah... Uh... Ukraine government is reporting cyber attacks on all their uh, their computers. Oh, I wouldn't worry about that. I yeah, I wouldn't assume that that is the opening salvo of an invasion by an army that has been forming on your border for the last six months and has them surrounded and has invaded before. Right. So uh, obviously, you can't get at a higher level of uh, thinking it's it's on than that. The um, so-called peace talks, or whatever they were called, that lasted all week, ended last night. And um, uh, both sides calling it a dead end. And uh, Secretary of State said uh, the chance of an invasion is very high. And now, and now the morning after, both sides call it a dead end, cyber attacks on the government's websites. So, might be on. And as I said yesterday, it's all about the weather forecast, uh, according to the experts I've been listening to. Um, Putin's waiting for it to be freeze hard enough his tanks can drive over the solid ground. So first really cold night might be when it starts. Wow. Wow. I'm checking the forecast if I'm Ukrainians. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Well, that's some good ugly stuff right there. How Yikes, that affects if you're the rest a fan of, of ugly. How that affects the rest of the world, I have no idea. Maybe a little, maybe a lot. You never know. I have two of my oldest, closest friends and a close family member quite sick with Omicron right now. Hmm. Having gone through the first year and a half of the pandemic, regularly saying, I still don't know a single person that has it. Now I've known, just like in the last month, I've known so many people who have it, including like the the inner circle of my inner circle. Right. So what's going on there? Man, it's Omicron. It's different. It spreads different. Yeah. You know, I thought I would be announcing that my beloved bride has uh, Omicron, but she just texted me. She had a sore throat yesterday and kind of sore this morning, but she took a pretty good test. It's the the good kind, although it still will miss 10 to 15, maybe even 20. Nobody's entirely sure uh, percent of positives. So uh, she doesn't appear to have it. You know, well, I told her, you know, colds are still a thing. Colds are still a thing. My Sore throats still exist. My whole family, all four of us had it like a couple weeks ago, a bad cold. But I'll tell you this. So my two friends, a married couple, obviously together in the same house all day, every day. They both got sick. They both tried to get tested for days. Took many, many days to get tested. While that was going on, of course, they're spreading the Omicron around. Um, because they can't get tested. How do we not have tests available f- 
for everybody. More on that later. But anyway, they get tested. He got his positive result back. He's quite sick. She's sicker than him. She got a negative result on her test. Oh, test. One of those tests is wrong. <laughs> One of those is wrong, and I think it's the negative. So I hope Judy actually doesn't have it, but apparently they can be wrong. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to text her back and say, look, honey, use a Ouija board or <laughs> flip a coin or ask an, ask an astrologer. It's every bit as accurate on, and useful. You oh. can get one quicker. So the big news yesterday was all the excitement that uh, the Biden administration is going to start shipping out all these tests and masks. 1.4 billion kits per month. I don't know why they call them a kit, but 1.4 billion kits per month. Nobody's exactly sure when this is actually going to get up and running. And I just have a feeling it's going to it's like (laughs) it's exactly the wrong time out of the last two years to finally commit to this. Don't you think? So, so the East Coast is is more or less over Omicron. It rolled through. All media comes out of New York, so they're announcing as the Omicron wave uh, recedes. Well, it's receding in New York. It's just hitting Los Angeles. So don't say it's receding. The rest of the country hasn't gotten it yet, just because you've gone through the two weeks. But anyway, I think the, all the tests are going to hit right at the time we don't need them. But I would have said that a year ago, too. I would have said that right. a year ago. Well, I think if we've learned anything, it's let's go ahead and get those tests ready. <laughs> let's go ahead and, and have them available to the extent that they are useful. Please reference my Ouija board comments of earlier. Yeah. Yes. And how much good do they do? But um, how the hell did it take this long? What? I mean, during the presidential election. Biden was tweeting regularly, where are the tests at Trump? Like he was a failure for that. And we still just now are getting around to talking about it. What the hell? Well, and talking about it, because talentless half-wit Kamala Harris, uh, more to come on that topic, uh, said the other day, I think it was a couple of days ago, uh, she was asked, when are the tests coming? She said, "Uh, uh, this week. And then the guy in charge of it said, well, we haven't really uh, ordered them yet. We're working on those contracts. So, whoa, 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 hey, oh, hey, ooh, you haven't even ordered them? Right. Ooh, boy. Uh, we should start the show officially. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on It's Friday. Woo! January the 14th, the year 2022. New you in 22. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's begin then officially, according to FCC rules and regulations, the show surges into action precisely at Mark. It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. Pardon me? You might have to play that again for anybody. Did I stop paying attention mid I missed something there. <laughs> that's that's the vice president, one of her famous nonsensical sentences. Here it is go. time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. There you go. That's and my new slogan. Her boss is senile, so that's a hell of a well, combo right kept there. More breaking news. This one not important. Novak Djokovic, the number one tennis player in the world, has had his visa uh, 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 turned down again. Whatever he called, canceled, refused, negated. Uh, Again, so it looks like he's not going to be playing in the the Australian Open because he won't get vaccinated. Is that the whole, is that the crux of the thing? Exactly, yeah. The tabloids are calling him, and I can't believe I didn't come up with this. I've I've been punching myself in the ear all morning out of shame. (laughs) Novak Djokovic. That's pretty good. That's it's pretty obvious. obvious. It's obvious and good. Novak Djokovic. Yeah. Um, he's so committed to not getting vaccinated, he's not going to play in one of the four major tennis tournaments. That's something. Yeah, now, it is. But I was talking to a guy yesterday, got a really good job, and he is. Uh, he does not like the fact that his company forced him to get vaccinated. He He wanted to get vaccinated. 
he was he's not anti-vax. He got vaccinated, but he doesn't like the company telling him. And he's looking for another job. He's going to quit his job. I can respect the, that. I can, I too. Absolutely can. But he's going to quit yeah. his job over the fact that uh, they're going to make him get the booster. And just, just I don't like them telling me what to do. Well, right. And, and those of you who haven't gotten vaccinated for similar reasons, um, I, I think there are probably better ways to accomplish what you are wanting to accomplish in terms of, you know, overbearing pressure and government control and, and heavy handed corporations, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but I, I totally respect the decision. I get it. Yeah, I saw something the other day, a composite of the average person, if you take all the numbers. And I think it's, it's definitely where I am, but uh, maybe it's not where you, all you are. But for the average person, it's uh, I am vaccinated. I believe the vaccines work. I hate vaccines mandates. There's no way the government should be allowed to force me to get the vac- vaccination. And I hate my employer saying so. Wow, beautiful. Yeah, I'm, I'm there with you. Yeah. It's completely, I got vaccinated as soon as I could, but if the company had told me I have to to work, ooh, that's a different feeling. That's a completely different feeling. Oh, 100%, especially given the realities of Omicron and the fact that you can, you know, catch and spread the thing and get sick even when you're fully, fully, fully vaccinated. So it would appear, and this is what makes me crazy about, uh, thank goodness the Supreme Court, and this is probably one of our lead stories, uh, struck down the OSHA mandate. Uh, any business with more than 100 employees has to force them to get the jab. They said, no way, way out of line. But they allowed it to go forward among health care companies that have contracts with Medicare and Medicaid with the federal government. The federal government can mandate that. But what bothers me about it is that the the argument, and it's not a terrible one. It's not a bad one at all, actually. The argument for vaccinations is that you have an external responsibility to not spread whooping cough, to not spread measles, to not spread whatever, because it hurts and kills other people. But it's become infinitely clear with this thing that, no, the vaccination does not prevent you from getting the disease and spreading it. It might limit the time somewhat you can spread it, um, but that's not compelling enough. Uh, that's not that's not a big enough number. That's not a powerful enough effect to excuse the government mandating getting perforated by a needle. I just I won't have it. Seventeen hundred people a day are dying now. Almost all of them unvaccinated. So. Yeah, both things are true. If you can't keep those two things in your head at once, you know, I don't know we'll to work on it. But, yeah, it's a terrible disease that kills lots and lots of people. All the friends and family members currently sick that I mentioned, fully vaxxed. So, there you go. Would they have been sicker without the vaccine? I'm not sure anybody knows that yet. Almost. Well, you assume so. Yeah. You assume so. Now, when you say they're pretty sick, they just feel like crap, or is anybody hospitalized or struggling to nobody's breathe? Hosp- nobody's hospitalized, but, okay. like, uh, as sick as they've ever been sick. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. sucky. There's uh, one talking about his wife, uh, cough, aches, headache, diarrhea, um, in bed, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, but, but, you know, you're not going to die. It's only going to last a day or two, probably. But yeah, it's sicker than you thought you were going to get when you got vaccinated, wasn't it? Certainly yeah, but to have the respiratory stuff and the intestinal stuff at once, that's, uh, oh boy. The combo platter, the surf yeah. and turf. <laughs> um, <laughs> we ought to take a break. How does the mailbag look? Oh, it's, it's fine, and we have clips of the week we need to get to. Yes, that's next. Armstrong and Getty.
The Armstrong and Getty Show. Yo, yo, yo. We're going to kick ass today. Are just, we? Just think so. I was, I, I was not alerted. It's in the air. <laughs> you can just feel it. You know, I'm kind of excited about our freedom, love, and quote of the day sent along by Dr. Joe in L.A., which is coming up in a couple of minutes. Uh, it's good. It alerted me to an author I was unfamiliar with. Ah, uh, But first, we must take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. Thank you. And a special welcome to our special one-hour special. This is a salute to boneheads. Thank you. My fellow Americans. It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. What in the hell heck are we talking about? I mean, think about it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. There were things we simply did not get right. And I must take responsibility. The pathetic spectacle of a man who's run out of road. Have over 100,000 children, which we've never had before, in, in serious condition. You are totally incorrect. Is he said in front of this committee? You think your takedown of three I was, prominent I was epidemiologists was not political? You, you don't want me that to finish, but you know what I'm going to say. What a moron. Sending our athletes there when China routinely lies about every aspect of this virus is just nuts. The games should be postponed. Do you want to be on the side of John Lewis or Bull Connor? Do you want to be on the side of Abraham Lincoln or Jefferson Davis? Rhetoric unbecoming of a president of the United States. So much for unifying the country and working across the aisle. The number of Americans quitting their job is higher than ever. Higher than ever. Higher than ever. I really like pizza. You really like pizza. I really like pizza. Over and effing over again. What do I want to do? What makes my heart sing? Oma, where are you? I want to vaccinate you. Hillary's like a box of Cracker Jacks or your emotionally volatile niece who goes to art school. She's full of surprises. You never know what you're going to get. Right, and there are two levels of punishment. The The most obvious level is you actually Light vote whipping? for... No, 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 no. Practically so tickling? Do you think it's a great success what's happened what? so far? They think I'm kidding, man. I expected more. That is a fitting ending. It's art right there. We didn't play the, the big Mitch McConnell clip excoriating the president for his awful, awful race baiting. We ought to later today. Who's to blame? I want a name. I blame the media blamers. Here's a freedom-loving quote of the day for you. From Eric Hoffer. I was forced to go to the Internet to figure out who Eric Hoffer was. He was a uh, a writer, a thinker, uh, really an interesting guy. He worked as a longshoreman, that sort of thing. It worked hard jobs. Uh, but then he became a writer and a thinker in the uh, the 50s or so. He published his first book in the 50s. His main topic seemed to be mass movements and how they worked, how they started, how they gained energy, how they succeeded or failed, and what they really were. 
um, which is, uh, you know, maybe I'll get into that a little bit later because it's thought-provoking stuff. But uh, here are a couple of his freedom-loving quotes of the day sent along by Dr. Joe in L.A. And, Joe, we appreciate that, sir. Propaganda does not deceive people. It merely helps them to deceive themselves. Mm. Um, Hatred is the most accessible and comprehensive of all the unifying agents. Mass movements can rise and spread without a belief in a god, but never without a belief in a devil. Got to hate something. Right. Right. You don't even need something that unifies you beyond your hatred, which is absolutely true. Maybe we'll do a little more from that. That seems true for the last several years. Absolutely true. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, Mailbag. Uh, Guys, right, Steve, you're going to see further relaxation of COVID rules and media support for this as we get closer to the elections. Interesting. Oh, my God. Gosh, Washington State has lost its mind. An unintentionally hilarious story of COVID Nazism in the Great Northwest. <laughs> okay. Stay with us. Uh, we got 30 seconds, Michael? You want to finish mailbag when we come back? Yeah, why not? Let's do more mailbag when we come back. And um, we now know what was going on with the riot on January 6th. I think we finally know the answer now. Who, who were the people lined up in military formation and all that sort of stuff? Yeah, we know some of the answers, yeah. sure. Who was leading them and what were their plans? It's pretty interesting, I think, among other things. And we're going to beat up Kamala Harris for some reason. I don't yes. know. We find it fun. Yes. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Are we going to uh, to see the same Democratic ticket in 2024? I'm sorry, we are thinking about today. I mean, honestly, that I, I I know why you're asking the question because this is the part of the punditry and the right. the gossip around places like Washington D.C. Let me just tell you something: we're focused on the things in front of us. Of course, is the answer, and then you move on. Of course, every vice president in history would have said that, but not, of course not. Kamala Harris. Well, maybe that's it. Please. Uh, you know, I am willing to take on any wager at any odds, whether through a <laughs> Las Vegas casino or an offshore gambling site, that it'll never happen. Hey, but we got more Kamala, but I want to tease a couple things. Coming up, we got to talk about what the hell is going on. Did you see what I tweeted out? All those boxes along the train tracks in Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. What yeah. the hell is that? That's an ongoing story. Every time trains slow down or stop in the L.A. area, thieves jump on and rob them. As I tweeted out last night, civilization is crumbling. That's our, It's one of our themes right now. And nobody seems to be paying any attention. Just as far as the eye can see, the ditch is full of Amazon boxes, REI boxes, UPS boxes. If you're missing anything, that's where it is. It's in a ditch along the train tracks in Los Angeles. Right. Right. So a little bonus mailbag coming up next segment, uh, we decided. And also the unintentionally hilarious story out of Washington State. Uh, it, it is absolutely the COVID-obsessed, lefty, tied-up-in-knots champion of all time. Hilarious. Stay with us. But back to our lunkhead, half-wit uh, vice president, who for some reason is being allowed to make the media rounds. Maybe it's because... The president was getting beaten up for not being uh, doing any interviews, and they said, we got to do something. It takes the heat off of that. Um, there's a couple of different ones that I really, really, really like. And uh, uh, this one actually made me mad. 23 made me mad there, Michael. 
the 500 million tests that have been ordered that are going to be sent to every, every American, do we know when those are going out? Shortly. They're going to go out shortly. Week, they've been or? ordered. They've been ordered. We, I have to look at the current information. I think it's going to be by next week. But soon. Absolutely soon. And it is a matter of urgency for us. Should we have done that sooner? We are doing it. But should we have done it sooner? We are doing it. What is that? What kind of let them eat cake answer is that? In the middle of the biggest crisis of the entire pandemic, when everybody is sick and can't find a test, and you're being questioned about that, rather than some sort of compassionate answer of any kind, we're doing it. We're doing it. F you, lady. That was so wrong. Politically wrong. What is she, she is utterly talentless. She has no um sense for this game she has no feel for the game whatsoever and she's completely uninformed she has no idea what's going on i read a a couple of good articles about this recently from both the left and the right of what's going on does she not there there are some stories that say she she um she will not take her briefings you know how the uh, the left used to beat up trump for that whether yeah. it was true or not, the right, mm-hmm. the, the the left doesn't talk about that much with Kamala, but she won't take her briefings. So they try to inform her on various things before interviews, and she just won't. She just won't. She thinks she knows it all, or is too busy, or whatever. And that's how you end up in situations like that, where on like the big policy thing of the day, the Biden administration announces they're going to uh, shove out a half a billion tests. She doesn't have any of the details available, and when she's asked, uh, soon uh, this week. Which turns out they have to walk it back like immediately because it's completely wrong. Um, and then should it have been sooner? We're doing it. F you. You're so should terrible. Should it have been done sooner? You're We're doing it. You're so terrible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it would not take a very talented politician to come up with some quick answers. I mean, off the top of their head, never the fa- never mind the fact that she should have gone into it knowing precisely what they would be talking oh, yeah. about. Because re- it's obvious. I read something I thought about reading on the air, but it's so long and detailed from somebody who used to prep politicians on this sort of stuff. You have no idea how in-depth they go and how much effort they put into this. They, they do like... Focus groups with media people on on what are the most likely questions before she sits down for an interview like that. You would have like twenty people involved in what are the most likely questions they're going to answer. What are the best answers? Then whittle them down to the best answers. Then go over it multiple times in a in a fake interview setting. But she doesn't do that for some reason, and it right. shows. Right. I mean, just throw together some combination of, listen, we are working on it as quickly as we can. We are going to get those tests into America's kitchens the moment we can. Uh, people are working around the clock right now. Should we have done it sooner? I wish we had. The Omicron has caught the entire world by surprise, and we are scrambling to catch up. I mean, how hard is that? We're doing it. Should it have been done sooner? We're doing it. <laughs> Oh, my God. Wow. Wow. Well, uh, luckily, she's still capable of high-handed, high-horse-riding bullets as well, uh, talking about uh, the filibuster in the Senate and, and Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema, and, and nobody ever mentions the other several Democratic senators who hate the idea of ending the filibuster, by the way. They never come up, but uh, give us 24, Michael. I will not absolve the 50 Republicans in the United States Senate from responsibility for upholding one of the most basic and important tenets of our democracy, which is free and fair elections and access to the ballot for all eligible voters. What about Senator Manchin? What about Senator Sinema? I don't think anyone should be absolved from the responsibility of preserving and protecting our democracy, especially 
when they took an oath to protect and defend our Constitution. Lunkhead. You know, uh, that brings up a gripe I have with Special Report with Brett Baer, and that's my favorite news show. I think it's terrific. Uh, They too quickly adopt the left's terminology. They are repeatedly referring to this federal takeover of local elections law as the voting rights bill. Why are you accepting the utterly ridiculous spin of the left and letting them name this the goodness and sunshine bill when it's not? Right. Cut it out. The go back to pre-COVID election rules bill. Well, the federal bill is to keep COVID rules permanent and overturn local control of elections bill. Yeah. Outlaw voter ID bill. Call it that. Uh, This is getting a fair amount of attention, too. Come to the end of this first year. What do you think your biggest failure has been at this point? (laughs) To not get out of D.C. more. (laughs) 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 I mean, uh, and I actually mean that sincerely uh, for a number of reasons. I haven't been to the border, for instance. Even though yeah, I'm go in to La Jolla, Texas, you nut. Even though I'm but put in charge of the border and never went. What's my biggest failure? Not get out of D.C. more. <laughs> That's uh, some good stuff. The comedy stylings of Kamala Harris. Uh, but wait, there's more. Uh, give us 25. Six former administration officials last week wrote that open letter urging the administration to change course, to change strategy. Is it time? It is time for us to do what we have been doing and that time is every day every day it is time for us to agree that there are things and tools that are available to us to slow this thing down so resist we much today so that's what started the conversation yesterday where i was asking how did she get to where she is i'd always assumed she was pretty smart um she's fairly attractive uh, but she doesn't strike me as that smart. She says things that don't make any sense all the time. When she gets pressed on an issue, she either m- says a sentence very forcefully with a very stern look on her face that makes no sense, or she laughs inexplicably. Right. And that sentence right there made no sense whatsoever. No. Although it does need to be part of the show introduction, Hanson. I want you to pluck that out. It is time for us to do... What is time for every day? Or whatever the hell she said. You can't even memorize it. It's like, remember how hard we work to memorize the Al Sharpton resist me much thing? But it's incredibly hard to memorize because it's nonsense. It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. There it is. There it is. It's hard to memorize. And she always has that look on her face and tone of voice like, I'm really laying down some stuff here, man. I mean, I'm... You are going to listen, and you are going to understand. The time is for the day to go time do things. <laughs> and that little girl was me. That's right. Where are the damn tests at? Clip 26. Why are we at a point now where folks still can't get tests? But we just ordered, a, 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 I don't have the number in front of me, but millions of tests. We have 20,000 sites where people can go, and I urge people to, you can Google it or go onto any search engine and find out where free testing and the free testing site is available. But Madam Vice President, the fact that we're still telling people to Google where you can get a test and... Well, sh- but, but, oh, but come on now. I mean, really, if you, if you want to figure out how to get across town to some restaurant you heard is great, you usually do Google to figure out where it is. 
Yeah, that, that's a good point. And I appreciate NBC doing the, that kind of questioning because they're, they're they, you know they that is not softball stuff. That is that is the appropriate question. How are we at this point? where people are Googling, where do I find a test? And how about the fact she says, well, I don't have the number in front of me. You know what? I do. As a radio host, as a guy who just barely follows the news, who looked at the alerts on my phone when all the headlines yesterday said a half a million tests have been ordered, I had that number in front of me, but you didn't. How does she <laughs> not? How do, um, That's the big policy of the day. How does she sit down for an interview and not know that? She doesn't care. Well, and then they had to walk it back because the guy in charge said, well, no, we haven't ordered them yet. We're but I, working on it. I think that's an unreported story. She's lazy. She, she either doesn't care or is lazy. She didn't even do, she, speaking of Googling, she didn't do like five minutes of Googling herself. Like, what's the big story of the day? What, what are they probably going to ask me about? <laughs> wow. If wow. she had just looked at her phone alert, she would have known that number. Anybody in, in Anybody following the news at all yesterday knew that number. And the vice president didn't, sitting down for an interview about that. She's just lazy, I guess. Why? Well, yeah, I don't I Or don't can't know. hold the number in her head or something. I was told by people who worked with her that she's a dope. Well, apparently she uh, is. At the time, I thought, uh, at the time, I thought, oh, come on now. But uh, the more I see, the more I think, yeah, she's just not terribly bright. Our brains can't calculate very well attractive people being dumb. We, they just can't. You look at somebody that's symmetrical like her, and you just assume she's sharp. And especially if they've risen up through all these levels of accomplishment, you just assume they're smart. But I think she's just a dumb person. She's just dumb. That's my new thing. Kamala Harris is dumb. And lazy. You know what the problem with her is? She's dumb. Well, you know, I don't think I'm, she's, she might be corrupt, but I don't think that's the biggest problem. Her biggest problem is she's a dumb person. I'm a charitable man. I'm a middle child. I bring child uh, people together, rather. Uh, I just think she's utterly talentless as a politician. She can't think of what to say. That could be it. Maybe she's like Hillary. She overthinks everything. By the way, speaking of being symmetrical, new study out. Did you see this? That people, uh, on average, um, uh, women find men more attractive with the masks on, on average, than they are with their masks off. It's probably true for the reverse. So women always say it's about a guy's eyes. Well, I was I was thinking when I heard that is I think um, I've always thought sunglasses make people more attractive. If you're already symmetrical, hmm. you take off your sunglasses and you're still symmetrical, you're fine. But our our minds fill in what's behind those sunglasses with with symmetry. Yeah, and it makes you more attractive. And then sometimes you take off, like me, I take off my sunglasses, and I got the one little tiny eye and the one big eye, and everything's all crooked. Mine are generally red and watery. <laughs> but so masks, you know, there's one reason to wear masks. You're just flat out more attractive. You wear masks and sunglasses, you might as well be Mel Gibson. Well, that's not the best example of... <laughs> or the invisible man. An attractive person. All right, we need to shut up, because i got to get to the Washington State stuff. It is so delicious. You're going to absolutely love it. Stay with us. If for some reason you got to tune out now, you got to go into work or whatever, just grab the podcast later. It's Armstrong and Getty On Demand at armstrongandgetty.com or wherever you like to get podcasts. Armstrong and Getty. So two good things uh, we can promise you next hour. We'll tell you about why all those UPS Amazon packages are laying along the trains in L.A. If you haven't seen the video, we have that at armstrongandgetty.com. And we need to talk about the growing popularity among women, apparently, of shoe pants 
their pants that in your shoes are all one thing. What? Yeah. Shoe no. pants, or, or, or do you call them peels, or hants, or pant heels? I don't know, but more on that coming up peels? later. Peels? <laughs> I don't know what you want to call them, but they're your pants and your shoes are all one unit. As you can probably guess, friends, I'm making the what-the-hell face. <laughs> wow, okay. So, if you're not familiar with this, particularly perhaps you're scattered around the country, the West Coast, and in particular... Washington State and Oregon, even slightly more than California, have gone berserk over the COVID. Number one, they're way left, so they embrace government control of everything, which is really hilarious if you know the history of politics in the 20th century and the rest of it. But it is partly just frantic virtue signaling to show that they hate Trump. But they've gone crazy. I mean, they're practically uh, uh, Australia. There's no lockdown too harsh. There's no confiscating of your rights too egregious if it has some Something to do with the COVID. You have these tin horn dictator governors and county health officials just running roughshod. It's ugly. It's shocking. Anyway, this is this is the pinnacle. Pinnacle stupid, a.k.a. pinnacle Washington state. I apologize in advance to Washingtonians. I don't know how to pronounce the name of Kittitas County. I, that may be the correct pronunciation. Maybe not. If I'm getting it wrong, I apologize. Long story short. January 5th and 6th, and I have friends, uh, and, and actually my daughter, uh, up in that part of the, the country. Perhaps you know this. It snowed to beat hell. Horrendous record-breaking snowfalls. Problem is, late last year, Washington State gave the bums rush to any unvaccinated employees. Mm. You didn't get the jab with the state. You're fired. Including snowplow drivers who work alone in the hinterlands in their truck plowing highways. Okay? Good one. So that mass firing resulted, and and by the by, my authority here is Kittitas County itself, and the uh, the uh, you know the potentates of that county. It's right in the middle of Washington. It's it's up in the hilly country. But anyway, um, so that resulted in forty eight state employees who are assigned to Kittitas County uh, maintenance and snow removal, being sacked. They Boy, lost almost 50 people. And the kind of guy that does that job, alone in a rural area in a snowplow, is the last kind of guy that you're going to force to get anything. Exactly. Exactly. And so they're down about 50 state employees to plow the, the, the interstate and, and the, 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 uh, the state highways. And so the county goes to Washington State and says, we got to plow these roads. We'll just use all of our county people, okay? We'll get the roads plowed. You need to sign a contract because, you know, you got to pay the bill because these are people who would otherwise be doing other stuff. But the, the, the state came back to them and said, no, we can't have you do that because you have not mandated your county people get the jab and you have not d- documented uh, documented your county people's jab status. And so the county's like, wait a minute. We got people ready to plow. They're in their trucks. Their trucks are running. They're fine. And the state said, nope. You have violated our sacred COVID policy. We won't let you plow the roads. 
So at great expense and even greater delay, the state had to line up private companies to come plow the highways. And so you couldn't get to work or school or the hospital or the grocery store or wherever you needed to go, but you were protected from a mild variant of the COVID. But who are you talking to? The, the consumers, the residents, to who the weren't voters. threatened by a dude in the uh, uh, snowplow anyway. Right, exactly. Right, right, right. Very, yeah, a very unlikely threat of getting a mild variant of the COVID. I mean, unless you're some sort of lot lizard, you're going to climb up in his cab and give him a little uh, cold, wintry loving or something like that. You're mm-hmm. not at risk of a guy driving by in a snowplow. I don't care if he's got the bubonic plague, the COVID, uh, you know, gonorrhea and a hundred other diseases. It's got nothing to do with me. Wow, that's fantastic. That is peak stupid. Yep. Congratulations, Washington State. Congratulations. By the way, if you want the best song about being a snowplow driver ever, Cumberland County by Fred Eaglesmith. Check it out on whatever your favorite streaming service is. Yeah? It's What's the best, second place? It's the best song ever about being a snowplow driver. <laughs> There's not a good second. Maybe, Maybe that I want to drive the Zamboni tune, but that's a stretch. <laughs> Speaking of stretch, shoe pants. Are they a becoming thing? Um, Shants. I'm keeping my eye on Ukraine and Russia because Ukraine, uh, the government is announcing that all their government computers have been hacked. It's almost certainly Russia, and that's the sort of thing you do right before an invasion. If you miss an hour of the show, grab the podcast, armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty.